everyone. Welcome to the Running Your Life podcast. We are in the Gospel of John in chapter 4. We've been looking at <clears throat> who God is and what it is that he wants from us in the different chapters. So looking for the nature and the commands of God. John chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 46 and finish out the chapter. And again, this is in the Amplified Version. So Jesus came to Cana of Galilee where he had turned water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son was sick in Capernaum. Having heard that Jesus had come back from Judea to Galilee, he went to meet him and began asking him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. Um, The royal official pleaded with him, Sir, do come down at once before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son lives. The man believed what Jesus had said to him and started home. As he was already going down the road, his servants met him and reported that his son was living and was healthy. And so he asked them at what time he began to get better. They said yesterday during the seventh hour or about 1 p.m., the fever left him. Then the father realized that it was at that very hour when Jesus had said to him, your son lives. And he and his entire household believed and confidently trusted in him as savior this is the second sign a testing miracle that jesus performed in cana after he had come from judea to galilee revealing that he is the messiah so back to verse 46 let's talk a little bit about this so he's coming back to this um, city in galilee so galilee is the region he's coming back to the city of cana so now jesus lived um sorry let's go on from there so he's coming back to cana of galilee uh, so that's the city in the region. So you and I would probably compare that to like city and state. <clears throat> Where he turned the water into wine. So this place that's already seen the miracles that Jesus can do. And there's a royal official there whose son is sick in C- Capernaum. Now Capernaum is a city that's on the north side of the Sea of Galilee. So when you look on a map, um, Capernaum is like in the 12 o'clock position on the north side of the Sea of Galilee. And then from the 12 o'clock position to like the 9 o'clock position is where the region of Galilee is. That whole area is like a, a, the province or the state of Galilee. It's the region of Galilee. And then at the 9 o'clock position is the city of Cana where he is. So he's in Cana. And so this guy, the royal official, travels from Capernaum to find Jesus because he heard he's back in the region. Right, so he goes to find Jesus because his son is sick and almost, uh, almost sick unto death. And Jesus' response is that unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. So the signs and wonders um, are, are signs and wonders really can help people just get over that thought that God is no longer actively involved in my everyday life. Right, when you see a miracle or you see a sign or you see a wonder, it's like you know that. You know, God is here. It's obvious from the sign or the wonder that you saw. Um, What Jesus really has value for, find out in other parts of scripture is, you know, you are blessed because you believed when you saw, but, but really blessed are those who believe and they don't see. So yes, signs and wonders are awesome. They're, they're amazing. They definitely increase our faith. And Jesus is not negative on signs and wonders he did signs and wonders but he is like really impressed when you and i exercise faith without needing a sign or a wonder 
Like that really amazes him. So um, the royal official, please, you know, my son is dying. And, he's, and Jesus says, go home, your son lives. So the words of Jesus are powerful enough that they affect change without Jesus directly laying hands on this boy or praying for him. He says, go, your son lives. And the words of Jesus are powerful enough that a miracle happens in this kid's body and he gets healed. So I believe in praying for people and laying them on hands and I believe in all of that. But I also know that the word of God is effective without having to directly lay hands on somebody. So if you are you know, miles away from somebody and you can't get to them to pray for them, but you got them on the phone, pray for them. Because there is no distance in the spirit and, and what God um, is releasing in one place on the earth can absolutely travel to the other place on the earth and be effective. So you don't physically have to be there to see miracles happen. You can pray and believe and speak and see it happen. So um, they realize that it happens at about the same hour. Um, and this is enough for him and his entire household to believe and trust in Jesus as Savior. And this is the second sign that Jesus performed in Cana after he came back to Galilee. So what I love about this is that, <clears throat> and actually both of these, <laughs> both of these things that he does in Cana are not things that he originally intended to do, which just cracks me up. Like this one is like the, the man is saying, please heal my son. He didn't go there with the purpose of healing this man's son. You know, he, he is in Cana doing things in Cana and someone from Capernaum comes and says, would you please heal my son? Like he didn't go there with the intention of healing the man's son. So he's actually being asked to do something that he wasn't setting out to do in that moment, if that makes sense. So I love that you can entreat God and ask him to intervene in your situation, even if that wasn't on his plan for the day. You know, you can ask him to do something about a situation that he wasn't addressing in the moment and, and that God will listen and that he will sometimes in, be entreated into intervening in our situation. Same thing happened at the wedding at Cana. I mean, they ran out of wine and his mom says to him, they're out of wine. And, and he says, what does that have to do with me, mom? <laughs> like, it's not my time yet. I'm not supposed to be doing miracles yet. And, you know, something happens because his answer was no. And then she says to the servants, do whatever he tells you. And he tells the servants to go and get the water pots and fill them up. So his original answer was, it's not my time. Like, it was a no. The answer was no. And something happened. And he did it anyway. So I, I love that my relationship with God, your relationship with God, is a real relationship that he is persuadable. Now, you can't always talk God into doing things that he doesn't. Like, you can't. If he absolutely is not wanting to do something, you can't make him do it. Like, Good luck with that, trying to make God do something he don't want to do. That never works. But he absolutely can be entreated to intervene in situations where he may or may not have intervened otherwise. So you have the ability to um, speak to the Lord and to persuade him. Um, your power, your prayers are powerful. It's not just this rote religious duty, I'm praying my prayers today. It's not that. It's a living, breathing relationship with God. And what you pray matters. Because you're not just fulfilling a religious duty. You're actually having a conversation 
with a living being who has the ability to impact you and you have the ability to impact him. It's an actual relationship. You can influence him and he can influence you. So what is it today that you need to believe God for? What is it today that, that's on your heart that you need to discuss with the Lord and either let him persuade you or you try to persuade him? Don't presume that because he's God that his sovereignty is, it is important and it matters, but it is not so strong that he doesn't listen to you. Like he does listen to the things that you say and the things that are important to you. And he, you will not always get in the yes out of him, but sometimes you will. So what is it on your heart today that you really need to discuss with the Lord? I think you will find that he is warm and approachable and entreatable. You can ask him to do things and he will do them at times. Your relationship is a living, breathing thing. Let's pray. So Father God, I thank you that our relationship with you is an actual relationship. I thank you that you are warm and inviting and that you are entreatable and that, and that we can come now and reason together, that we can hash some stuff out in prayer and that I give you permission to influence me. I give you permission to influence the way I think, the way I feel, the way I perceive things. I give you permission to change me, God. And I thank you, God, that you listen to me and that what matters to me matters to you. And I thank you, God, that you listen and that you're entreatable and that it's not always your way or the highway. That I sometimes can talk to you about things and you will change your mind from what you intended. I thank you that, uh, that you are personable and warm and that you listen. And I love you. And we praise you and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you guys for listening uh, to Raining in Life, and we will see you next time.